if you were not developing a purpose and if you were not resourceful, relentless, and resilient in your pursuit of your purpose, you will never achieve it. And like a dog who lacks purpose, service, and routine, you will fall into a place of depression and anxiety. Welcome to the Bedros Coolian Show. What's the difference between me and you? Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumentals. Story time, friends. Let me tell you about this beautiful dog. Her name is Cookie. And Cookie is part Mastiff, part German Shepherd, and we rescued her from, um, from a house in Northern California. And I had never, ever, ever met her in person before. And when when I saw her picture on Facebook, this was about six or seven years ago, Cookie's uh, uh, seven years old now. She was about eight months. I saw her picture on Facebook. Uh, someone that I knew had posted a picture saying, hey, my neighbor is gonna get rid of this dog, send it to the pound because she's gotten really big. She's only eight months old and the family doesn't want her because she's just a nuisance. And so when I saw Cookie's picture on Facebook, I was like, man, I gotta have this dog. Anyway, my son at the time, he was uh, 10, 11 years old. We, we flew out to San Francisco, rented a Cadillac Escalade, went to the house, met Cookie, fell in love with her, and drove back with her the eight hours. And uh, when we got Cookie home, now remember, Cookie is part Mastiff, part German Shepherd, so that's a big girl. Within the first week, I realized that we need to figure something out because Cookie is dragging my wife, dragging my son and my daughter by the leash. Uh, I'm barely holding onto the leash when I take her for a walk, and I'm realizing that at this point, this dog is about to get someone injured. If she decides to bolt after something, my wife and my kids aren't gonna be able to hold on to her. So I figured, all right, what do we do? Well, we'll get an expert to train her, to teach her some manners, right? And so we looked up this uh, dog whisperer and we found this awesome lady from Temecula, California, and she comes to our house and she works with Cookie for like four or five weeks and teaches her all these manners. So all these things, right? And Cookie becomes this well-disciplined dog. But on that last day that she worked with Cookie, she asked me to come on over and I said, hey, what, what's up? How can I help? She goes, well, I need to teach you something about your dog. I go, what's that? She goes, your dog needs, needs to know that she is part of the family and she needs to know she's part of the family by protecting your family, by protecting your household, your kids. She's part shepherd after all. And so she needs to shepherd around your kids. And she goes, you know, this dog also needs a good routine. Like she needs to chase a ball, she needs to get her exercise in, and it needs to be consistent. And she needs to have this feeling of purpose. I'm like, all right, all right, makes sense. And this, this woman, she's really driving this point home. She goes, no, I don't think you understand, sir. Like your dog needs purpose. Your dog needs routine every morning. Your dog needs to know that she's part of the family and that she's shepherding and protecting. Like she needs a job. She needs a reason to exist. I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. She goes, otherwise you see that beautiful rose garden of yours. And she points out to our big backyard and there's a giant corner with the rose garden. She goes, that dog will end up digging holes all over that rose garden if you don't give her 
a sense of purpose and routine. In the absence of having purpose and routine, she will give herself purpose and routine. And she'll do that by digging holes in your yard every day to give herself something to do. So it is your job to give her that sense of purpose and routine. And I realize in that moment that we are no different than a German shepherd. We are no different than a dog when you think about it, right? So you think, and I think that we're so evolved and, and we're humans and therefore we, we should have different standards. We really don't. The reality is that we're just like a dog. We need to serve, we need purpose, we need routine. And in the absence of service, purpose, and routine, guess what? We begin to dig holes in our life, don't we? And so the topic of today's show is really this millionaire success mindset. Like when I think about how I was able to build my empire, how I was able to build my companies, build an international fitness franchise, supplement company, coaching business, uh, the project, experiential events, take take equity in different companies and, and be an investor in, in half a dozen other companies. It, it all came down to purpose, service, routine. And I want to break this down for you guys, because again, if you don't have it, you will find yourself digging holes in your life. And so understand that purpose is a fundamental core component of successful people, all successful people, people that have fulfillment, that have meaning, that have significance, have purpose. Now you might say, well, then how do I find my purpose? Like Cookie's purpose is to guard the house. Cookie's purpose is to uh, play ball with me in the mornings, right? Cookie's purpose is to shepherd my kids around the property. I'll tell you a funny story. When my kids were small, um, they'd go in the swimming pool in the backyard. They, they'd dive into the pool on one end and Cookie would watch them and she'd keep an eye on them. And then the kids would go underwater and swim all the way to the other end. And Cookie would look at me panically like, hey, my kids disappeared, what do I do? And the kids would pop out to the, on the other side and then Cookie would go running and she'd be happy to see her kids again because she feels like she's got this duty and responsibility to look after these kids. And when she has this duty and responsibility to look after these kids, my dog's not gonna be depressed. My dog's not gonna be anxious. Believe it or not, dogs do get anxious and depressed. And in the absence of that purpose and, 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 and service and routine, she will start digging holes in the backyard, right? And so I'm happy to report to you, seven years in, Cookie has not dug any holes. But what about you? What about the holes that you're digging in your life? What about the fact that you are still where you were last year and the year before and the year before that? And I want to talk to you about developing your purpose because so many people out there think that they need to go out and find their purpose. Your purpose is not lost. It's not like a thing that's lost under a rock or, or behind a tree that you're going to go find. You've got to develop your purpose. And I can tell you that for me, my purpose is to coach humanity to their highest level, right? I figured that out about myself. But that journey started some 23 years ago when I was a personal trainer. See, even as a personal trainer, I was still a coach, except I was helping people with their fitness goals because fitness changed and transformed my life. Working out helped me lose the weight, gave me confidence and self-esteem and self-worth, made me feel like I was, I was worthy of love and, 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 and acceptance by humanity. Like all throughout high school, man, I walked around feeling like a ghost. Senior year of high school, when I came back my senior year of high school after losing 30 pounds the summer before, because I finally started working out and eating right because a classmate who was a football player um, 
taught me how to eat right and train. He took me into the school gym. Man, that was the greatest gift anyone can have given me. Like I thought I was just transforming my body, but as it turns out, I transformed my mind. I transformed my trajectory in life, right? And so I always talk about fitness being the gateway drug, but that was a gateway drug for me. So I decided that I'm gonna be a personal trainer and I wanna help other people achieve the same level of, of development, of growth, of self-actualization, of, of health that I did. And what I realized as a personal trainer though, and this is how you develop your purpose, I realized, you know what? As much as I love personally training people in the gym, like giving them, putting them through their workouts and giving them meal plans to eat and how to manipulate their carbs and their fat and their protein to help them build muscle and lose fat, what I loved even more was the conversations I would have with my clients between sets. What I loved even more is giving them those aha moments, giving them those mental breakthroughs, helping them to break belief systems that they had that were limiting them, right? And so I was like, man, I wonder if there's like such thing as, you know, coaching people in their, in their mindset. And as it turns out, there was, right? And so today I'm a business coach, I'm a mindset coach, I guess you can say I'm a life coach, I'm a high performance coach. Whatever you wanna say, I've really whittled down what my core purpose is in life. And over those 20 years, I figured out that as I go through different phases of life, my purpose changes, but it still stays in that same category of serving others. And so you might wonder then, hey man, how do I find my purpose? Like, what's, where do I start, right? How do I develop it? For me, remember I said, I started off as a personal trainer. And I started off as a personal trainer because I would have done it for free. I would have trained people for free if I could help them have the aha moment that I did, that, that, that I got more confident, I built more self-esteem, I had more self-value, self-worth, right? I got fit and jacked and athletic and I was so proud of my physique. I was like, man, I would do this for free. And so I'm asking you, if you wanna develop your purpose, challenge yourself. Like this is what I do with my coaching clients when they're with me and they're like, all right, man, look, I'm making good money, but I feel like I'm called to do something different, but I don't know what I'm called to do. I feel like I have different purpose because believe it or not, there's plenty of people out there who make a shit ton of money. Like I've got coaching clients who come to me and they're making 30, $40 million a year in their businesses. And they're like, you know what, man, I, I feel out of alignment. I feel incongruent with the business that I'm running now. And I feel like there's more that I could be doing, more contribution I could be making, that I could be serving a different um, market space. I'm like, well, what is it? I'm like, ah, I don't know. And here's how I help them develop and figure out what that is. I go, well, let's say that your business is gonna rock and roll on its own. It's gonna keep going on its own. It's gonna feed your lifestyle. If all of your life expenses were taken care of and you still have the same awesome lifestyle, you don't have to worry about running your business, what would you go out there and do for free? What would you do for free? And immediately they'll be like, boom, I would do this. I'm like, great. Then be so good at it that people pay you. And that's all I did with personal training. That's how I became an entrepreneur. And if you look at all my businesses, all of my businesses offer some level of coaching. All of my businesses take our customers and clients and franchisees and elevate them to a place of higher frequency to a place of higher, higher self-actualization, to a place of breaking limiting beliefs, right? All of my businesses are, are literally personal development programs. And I share that with you because that is a meaningful work that I do. That is fulfilling, that gives me significance. I sleep better at night when I do that. And I would do that for free. 
but I got so good at it that people pay me for it, right? I would have done personal training for free, but I got so good at it that people paid me for it. And over time though, as you get older, you mature, you get married, I got, I got, I got, I had kids, I realized, all right, you know, maybe I don't wanna be in the gym all the time working with clients. Maybe I can create a franchise where people can open up gyms that I've created and they could start helping people lose weight, get fit, build a positive mental attitude, realize that they're meant for more, break through limiting beliefs, right? And that's what Fit Body Bootcamp does, one of my companies. And I share this with you because you might know what your purpose is today, but five or 10 years from now, when you're in a different phase of life, you may be out of alignment and incongruent with what you're doing. You have to once again ask yourself, uh-oh, I'm in a new phase of life. What's going on? What am I feeling? I'm making all this money, yet I'm not happy. Because don't forget, man, you change, you evolve, you grow. It's the human condition, you know? Like, don't sound like you're, God, I love pizza so much, I'm gonna eat pizza the rest of my life. You're gonna start hating pizza. But at some point, if you realize that, well, as much as I love pizza, now I'm into steak, now I'm into chicken, now I'm into fish, now I'm into sushi, right? It is okay to have new phases of life. That is the human condition. In fact, I would be worried if you're stuck at the same place the rest of your life because all of life is growth. And guys, I share this with you because if you could figure out what you would do for free because you love it so much, I would challenge you to get so good at it that people pay you and that is how you develop your purpose. And so once you do that, that's one part of the millionaire mindset. The other part of the millionaire mindset are the three R's. And the three R's are this. Thing number one, every millionaire that I know who's successful and who is thriving and who's able to persevere through hard times, every single one of them follow these three R's. The first R, is resourcefulness. See, oftentimes you're not gonna have the resources you need to get where you want. Because once you develop your purpose, like, man, this is what I wanna do in life, this is who I wanna serve, right? Like I know that I'm supposed to be a coach, a mentor, but if I don't have the money, which is a resource, then I have to get resourceful, don't I? And let me tell you guys a story of resourcefulness. See, when we came to America back in 1980, I was six years old. Two years later, by the age of eight, we were living in Shade Tree Apartments in Anaheim, California. We had already moved out of Santa Ana at this point. And uh, at Shade Tree Apartments, the apartment complex, it was a, I think it was sec Section 8 housing as well there. The complex was so filthy, so dirty, that I got lice in my hair as a kid. And uh, we were still trying to make ends meet my family, you know, we were broke, right? We came to this country with under $200 in my dad's pocket, family of five, I was the youngest, six years old. So here we are now, I'm eight years old, it's 1982 and I've got lice and uh, the school sends me home and uh, my mom's like, well, we can't afford lice treatment. So she has my dad siphon out gasoline from a parked car and she washes my hair with gasoline to kill the lice, right? It was a free, uh, solution to lice versus going to the drugstore and buying lice treatment. The reason I share this with you is in the absence of having the money, the resources, she got resourceful 
And she got my dad to siphon out gasoline, like a jar of gasoline and wash my hair with it. And oftentimes in life, like millionaires who have the success mindset realize that they have to be resourceful when they don't have the resources. You can't just stop simply because you don't have the resources. You got to get scrappy and get resourceful. That's our number one. Our number two is to be relentless. It is to constantly go to war with everything that you're doing. I'll give you an example. When I go into the gym every morning, I go to war with my body, I go to war with the weights, I go to war with my mindset, with that bitch voice in my head that says, put the weights down, you've done enough sets and reps. I go to war with that little critic in my head. Remember, we've talked about the inner critic and the inner advocate, right? The bitch and the beast. The bitch is the inner critic. The beast is the advocate. The advocate supports you, roots you on, cheers for you. But the critic, your inner bitch, is always doubting you and telling you that you can't and that you've done enough and to set lower goals and expectations of yourself. And so when I go into the gym every morning, I am battling that inner bitch. I am battling the heavy weights. When I come to work, I imagine in my head this relentless mindset that I have, that there's someone out there and their only life's mission is to put me out of business. Like I truly believe that there's someone out there with this marker board that says, how do I put Fit Body Bootcamp out of business? How do I put Truling out of business? How do I put Modern Day Night Project out of business? How do I put Bedros Cooling out of business? And I know you're like, damn bro, that sounds intense. Yes, be intense. The millionaire success mindset requires you to be intense, to be unreasonable with your goals, to be relentless. I go to war with everything I do. If I'm sitting in an L10 meeting, a level 10 meeting with any of my leadership teams, like to me, that's the war room. We are at war and how we're going to figure out how to get leads and market and create funnels and make offers and run ads and get the lowest cost per click because I'm at war with the competition at that point, right? You got to go into everything with the relentless mindset. On date night with the wife, I'm at war with all the other men out there who are taking their wives out on dates that I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the best date night out there with my wife. We're gonna go to the best place, we're gonna have the most fun, we're gonna, we're gonna laugh, we're gonna have a great time. Like be willing to go to war with everything. Be relentless, right? It's a game. It's a psychological game you play because if you're just like ho-hum about everything, then how boring does life get? And the third R is resilience. Think about that. You've got to be resilient. You're going to be knocked down on your ass a hundred times. In business, in life, you're going to be knocked down on your ass a hundred times. Things are not going to go your way. You're going to have a plan and your plan only looks perfect on paper. But I can tell you this, the moment you go to execute your plan, many things will go wrong. And when they do, are you going to be resilient, get knocked down and get back up? Or are you just going to play the victim, play dead, say, well, this wasn't meant to be and fail? To me, there's no such thing as failure. There are temporary defeats, but there's no such thing as failure. And I share that with you because if you can be resourceful, if you can be relentless, and if you could be resilient, then you will make it in life. Understand that problems are a part of life. Understand that problems are good. They are there to help you build your problem-solving muscles. 
See, most people think that the only muscles they have are the muscles on their body, but you've got mental muscles, you've got emotional muscles, you've got problem-solving muscles, you've got money-making muscles, and you need things to go wrong so that you can exercise those muscles. And resiliency, the best example of resiliency that I can give you is the difference between the garden weed and an orchid. See, when people come to a party, like if, if you have a little party at your house, someone's gonna show up with a bottle of wine and then they're gonna go into the grocery store and buy this beautiful little orchid and they're gonna come to your house and they go, hey, look, thanks for inviting us to your party. Brought you a bottle of wine, brought you an orchid, look how pretty it is. And true, the orchid is pretty, but the orchid is goddamn fragile. What I mean by this is the orchid, if it gets too much sun, it dies. Too much water, it dies. Not enough water, it dies. If you plant the orchid next to another plant, it dies. That's why orchids are just like in, in their own little solo container. And if you ever look at an orchid, it's got a little stick. They put a little stick next to it and they use little hair clips to hold the little motherfucker up. It can't even hold up its own neck. That's how fucking weak the orchid is. Yes, it's pretty, but it's weak. Now, do you want to be an orchid or do you want to be a garden weed? A garden weed, on the other hand, a garden weed is resilient, aren't, isn't it? Because a garden weed has such resiliency. I've, I've seen garden weeds grow out of cement, out of the side of a telephone pole. I've seen it grow out of concrete. I've seen it grow in my backyard. I, I've gone to Home Depot and Lowe's back in the day and looking for some kind of garden weed spray to kill the weeds. And no matter what I use, the fucking weeds keep coming back. Like I wanna be a garden weed, not an orchid. A garden weed is resilient. It will grow out of anything. One time on my pool deck, right where the two pieces of concrete join together, those little cracks, those joints that the construction company puts there on purpose so that your concrete can expand and contract, there was a weed growing right out of there. I went to pick the motherfucker and it just kind of ended up in my hands. It wasn't even dug into the ground. It was literally growing in a crack in the middle of the air. It doesn't need water. It doesn't need fucking sunshine. It doesn't need hot or it, garden weed will grow anywhere. That is the resilient mindset that you need. Guys, and I share this with you because if you were not developing a purpose and if you were not resourceful, relentless, and resilient in your pursuit of your purpose, you will never achieve it. And like a dog who lacks purpose, service, and routine, you will fall into a place of depression and anxiety. Remember, I told you that that woman who trained my dog said this beautiful dog of yours, Cookie, will fall into a state of depression and anxiety in the absence of purpose, routine, and service. You are no different. You will fall into a state of depression and anxiety and start digging holes in your life, just like Cookie digs holes in the backyard if she ever gets depressed and anxious, and she doesn't, because we take great care of her. We give her a sense of purpose. We give her a sense of meaning. She shepherds my kids around. She looks after the security of the house. She plays ball with me every morning. So when you develop your purpose and when you begin to build your resourcefulness, your relentlessness, and your resiliency, you will develop the mindset required to build a multi-million dollar empire, a multi-million dollar relationship, a multi-million dollar physique, a multi-million dollar mindset, multi-million dollar legacy. And that's what I want for you. Because you know that average is the enemy, success is your duty, and everything can change for the better in your life 
the moment you are ready to flip the switch. Thanks, guys, for watching this episode. Appreciate you guys. Much love. Talk soon. What's the difference between me and you? Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumentals.